Welcome to another episode where we're going to dive in today on how science has it all wrong. Here's the thing. We have data on the elderly population, but we have a lot of elderly people right now. And fitness just got really popular about 30 to 50 years ago, let's just say. So most of the data, I think, that we have on the elderly folks, people who are 50 plus, 60 plus, 70 plus, into their 80s, and even some of them into their 90s, we have skewed data because most folks haven't worked out their entire life. And we don't have many people that we've done studies on that are 50 plus or elderly, 80 plus, that have been working out for 30 40 or 50 years, and specifically resistance training. So I've been watching some videos recently on how athletics was a big thing um, in school back in the day and such, but lifting heavier weights or using resistance into a higher tension hasn't been studied on a large group of individuals after 30, 40, and 50 years. This is why I think that although we have good data, for instance, on things like sarcopenia, as you age, your muscle mass is going to just slowly go away. That's just what happens with your muscle mass. And I don't know if there's anything that we can do about this happening. But I do know that we, we also lose bone density, we lose muscle mass, and we lose cognition as we age inactively. So I've developed this new term. I call it sedentary aging or inactive aging. And I say, I think we need to make this term big because if you're not working out, then you're dying. Even at a young age, you just don't see it as fast. So, I mean, like, if you're, if you're my age, if you're 30 in your 30s right now and you haven't worked out, you aren't seeing results. You're not seeing progress. So you're kind of dying. It's just so slow that you don't really notice it. I apologize, my AirPods are continually to connect between my phone and my laptop. Um, I'm gonna try to get that to stop uh, as fast as possible. So if you don't have data on a population that, there we go, I got it turned off. If you don't have data on a population that has worked out 30 to 40 years, what are you gonna see in these studies? What are you gonna see as results? We're going to see results such as people who age and get much older. It starts to happen around your late 40s and 50s. You start to see muscle mass decline and bone density decline and cognition decline. But no one, no one asks, well, what about the people who work on preventative maintenance for that? And so these are the th we don't have data on people like that. And that's where science has it wrong. We have data on people who are 70 right now. Well, a high, high, high percentage of 70-year-olds right now haven't worked out for 40 years consistently, haven't lifted weights for 40 years consistently. And one of those big factors that we don't even pay attention to is that exercise, especially if you're even relatively having to learn anything ever in exercise, like a technique or, or, or enhance your form or even fix your form or anything, if you've had to really focus while you've exercised, then you're building and preventing that cognitive decline. You're building the cognition and you're preventing that decline. So we don't have data on people who have, who have exercised appropriately, systematically, 
to try to be of good health. And one of the things that opened my eyes to this um, was Dr. Andy Galpin talking about some of uh, these like 90-year-old Swedish, uh, Swedish or New Zealandian, New Zealandian, New Zealand people. Sorry, New Zealanders. I'd love to go see your place. These 90-year-old cross-country skiers had phenomenal VO2 max, bone density, um, muscle mass, and obviously, cognitively, they were 100% there, like they were 40 or 50. These people have been cross-country skiing for decades. Now, obviously, that's not lifting weights and strength training, but that's not even the point. The whole point of all of this is the fact that any kind of activity kept their cognition up. They did heart. That's a hard, harder resistance type of endurance. You're having to use a lot more force. So they probably kept a lot more bone density and muscle mass because of such. But if you're working out consistently for decades, you're probably also thinking about health more consistently than most people. And most people that we have data on that are 70 and 80 didn't take care of themselves. Uh, nutritionally, didn't take care of themselves mentally. They didn't try to, you know, enhance their brain health or continue to keep that brain health where it's at. And they most likely didn't work out consistently enough in the right systematic manner. And so science has all this data on people in the wrong way. And this is where it comes down to is if you're, if you are aging and you're not working out right now, even if the science were correct, and that just at 50, your cognition or cognitive ability, your physical uh, attributes and stature starts to decline, muscle mass, your bone density starts to decline, even if all of that is true, the amount that you can prevent that steep fall off by 70, 80 years old is astronomically lower. So if you're not working out, you see kind of go like this. Everything starts to fall pretty quickly after about 70. Whereas if you're, if you're working out diligently in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, not only can you prevent that decline to be, to be not so steep of a, of a slope, by the time you're 70 and 80, you may be living like you're 10 years younger. But I guess I forgot what I was going to say on that. If you're 70... Oh, you can also build on that decline. So if you're in your 40s and 50s and you're not working out at all, I urge you to do so because you're still at a level where you can actually increase some of your bone density, your cognitive ability, and your muscle mass. Now, that increase allows, even if you stop, so if you worked out from 50 to 60 and you've never worked out before, You'll be better off at 75 because of that 10-year span where you gained muscle mass, bone density, and cognitive ability because you started at a higher base. Because once you were 60 and stopped working out, it all started to decline faster, but you had a higher peak of where you were starting to decline, kind of like a mountain, right? You climbed your way up the mountain a little farther. So it does take a little farther for that fall or that descent as you go down the mountain. We want to be as high up on the mountain as we can possibly be, as young as we can possibly be. Because once you hit 70s, once you hit 80s, now you're talking preventative maintenance. Now you're just trying to hit ultimate decline. Ultimately, you're trying to decrease that decline as much as you possibly can. And... That requires resistance training at least three times a week for one hour. And I want to paint a picture for you. Um, this was something that I had a talk with about a client the other day, and I put a post out the other day. 
A lot of folks go to their doctor. You're 60. Let's say you're 50. You go to your doctor. And your doctor says, um, in order to lose weight, maybe you should go start walking. Uh, for my client, he said three, time, three times a week for 20 minutes. Now, three times a week for 20 minutes is a good start. It'll maybe lower your blood pressure a little bit. Maybe you'll shed a couple pounds over a year or something. But here's the issue. I don't have a problem with walking, except for actually most doctors, like my client, getting that advice was ass backwards advice because he has intensely tight hips and massive hip issues. So we need to correct those before he can even walk functionally by to any stretch of the imagination and so you know uh one of my favorite scientists dr peter atia he said that during his medical training they had virtually zero percent of training in nutrition and he's a he's a he's a prestigious doctor zero percent of training in strength training or zero percent training in resistance training and how to actually build a program or anything so now you have this general practitioning doctor god bless you for what you do but you go, uh, well, I guess I don't know. We got to lose some weight. Um, otherwise, things aren't going to look good in the future. So maybe start walking three times a week for 20 minutes. Unbeknownst to them that you have some hip issues. Maybe you have neuropathy. And unbeknownst to them, three times a week for 20 minutes ain't going to do shit for you. I'm sorry to say. That's not enough. It's a good start if you need to start there. Start wherever you can start. If you're immobile, I have a bedbound client. We do three times a week, one hour a day, by the way. A lot of lifting weights. Obviously, we're not doing any walking because she's bedridden. And so you can actually still, even if you don't have a lot of muscle mass and you can't even leave your bed, you can still hit the, the three times a week and one hour of lifting. And that is what is going to preventatively handle all of those declines the muscle mass the bone density and the cognitive ability so you're 50 you go to your doctor he says walk three times a week for 20 minutes and maybe work your way up more and more as you're seeing progress and so now you're 60 flash forward to 60 <coughs> i just coughed and burped now you're 60 and you've lost Let's say 50 pounds walking. <clears throat> you're walking. I don't know why my AirPods keep going in and out. Hopefully this doesn't destroy the video. Now you're walking consistently three days a week for one hour. That's as much as you can tolerate, right? Let's just say you haven't been working out for ever your whole life. You've been now walking for 10 years and maybe you're even at five hours a week. And you've, you've lost weight, right? This is, this is awesome. You're 60 years old. You go back to the doctor. He says, you've lost 50 pounds. That's awesome. And you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. This is great. I go back to my doctor again at 65. And at 65, he says, well, what's going on? What seems to be the issue today? And you say, well, all that all that weight I lost, you know, I've, I've kept it off for, you know, I lost it over 10 years and kept it off for five. And um, But now I'm starting to see my weight start to go up. And... What your doctor failed to realize, and the reason why your weight is going up, is because even though you're eating less, even though you're eating smaller or, or at least the same, you're not eating more, why should your weight go up? Because what happened from 50 to 65 was even though you were walking and losing fat, you were also not eating appropriately to maintain muscle. 
and the walking wasn't enough resistance to build muscle and it wasn't enough resistance to maintain bone density. So some of that 50 pounds was muscle mass and, and bone density and connective tissues, ETC. It's called lean body mass. But you lost that 50 pounds over 10 years, which is phenomenal. All, almost all of that should be fat, but you're older. A lot of that might still be fat. But the fact is that from 50 to 65, regardless, because you weren't lifting weights, you lost muscle mass. Muscle mass is a big contributor to metabolism. So now you're 65, going back to your doctor, and you're asking, why? Why am I gaining weight? Why am I starting to gain weight? Because you've kind of reversed your body from walking. Although you've lost some fat, you've lost a lot of uh, muscle mass, which has slowed your metabolism. Now you can only eat so little in a day. And I'm, I'm telling you this from experience with a bed bound client who started with virtually no muscle mass with me. She's been bed bound for eight years. She can hardly eat. And with, without the grace of me meeting her, she would still be gaining fat. She would still be gaining weight eating, I think she's probably eating 700 to 1,000 calories a day. We don't even hammer on her diet. All I try to do is try to have her eat as much protein as possible. She can't possibly handle eating less. And she still was gaining weight before she met me. Why? Because she has no metabolism. Because she's not active. She can't get active being bedbound. But she has no muscle mass from being bedbound and sedentary. Now you are almost in a similar position from not working out if you're at that age, which she is 60. And if you're around 60, you're still having a similar effect. You're still losing muscle mass. You're still losing bone density if you're not actively aging. If you're aging sedentarily or aging inactively, let's get those words out there, you don't get old. You're not getting old. Getting old is inactively aging. Getting old is aging sedentarily. It's not something, you know, obviously we have to, we all have to perish at some point, but it's not something that we have to dwell on thinking that at 60 or even at 50, I'm not going to be able to move well. The only reason you can't move well, the only reason you can't do the same things you used to do, the only reason you don't get up and down off the ground is because you didn't continue to do those things. You're not getting old by age. Age and health are not synonymous in that decline. Your age doesn't go up while your health decreases. Your age happens to go up while you steadily do nothing about your health and that's why your health declines because you're not doing anything. So back to that example, 65 year old me is gaining weight because I now have zero muscle mass obviously not zero, but a lot less than when I had at 50, than when I had at 40, than when I had at 30. Now I'm 65 years old and I'm starting to gain weight. What is going to happen now? So now I can't increase my walking. I'm walking five hours a week. That's how I lost the 50 pounds. I'm still walking five hours a week to maintain what I thought was the weight loss, but now my weight's still going up even though I'm walking five hours a week. The issue was that you should have never been using your five hours of allotted weekly time to health in that way. You were efficient, you were smart, you did good work, you weren't optimal. Being optimal in all those hours that you can allot is imperative. As I told my client the other day who saw the doctor, I said, do you notice why we never just walk or anything? Is because we have three days, you give me three days with you for one hour. I am gonna use every minute of that to be as optimal as possible towards your goals, which your goals, his goals at 70, 
are to be healthier than he is now in five years, but to be able to actually move better and feel better day to day than he does now in five years. And he's well on his way. We're not doing walking, we're doing resistance training, we're doing hard, intense cardio to enhance his workload. Because once you've been really sedentary, um, your ability to do things just starts to decline as well. Your heart can't handle as much either. This is why, um, you know, I think we disrespect the elderly by trying to respect the elderly. And I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this in a video, but I've said this to a few people before. It's dawning on me now that I work with a lot of 60 and 70 year olds. We're killing older people faster. You're holding the door for these people. We're helping people across the street, let's say. Usually they actually need it. We're carrying groceries. We're lifting heavy things for people. So they don't have to because it's too hard for them. But they should be the ones doing the really hard stuff. That's the issue. When you're carrying grandma's groceries, grandma is slowly dying, literally. Her muscle mass is still depleting. Her bone density is still depleting. When grandma's forced to carry four bags in each hand, and it's tough, and she has to carry those up a few stairs, she's getting a workout, a little bit of a workout. She's stimulating the bones. She's stimulating the muscles. She's stimulating the body. She's also stimulating the mind. And that is one way to keep the heart and the mind healthy as well, is your day-to-day -day stuff, especially focusing on things like if you are older, neat, you have a lot more free time because you're older potentially, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, N-E-A-T, neat. You can enhance this through, uh, you know, if you clean once a week, clean your whole house once a week, and you have tons of free time, why don't you clean a little bit every single day, like an hour or two every day? Get the body moving. And I'm, I might leave you on this here. So I just finished this book. Do I have it out here? Yeah, I do. It's called... It's called Ikigai, for those of you on the video. And it is a Japanese term for remaining busy and youthful. And one of their, one of their biggest tools is eating until you're 80% full. But one of their biggest attributes in all of these um, blue zones... Blue zones are, are places where people live very long centenarian and super centenarian so 100 to 110 years or more and uh, the biggest factors that they contribute in this book ikigai or the japanese word ikigai is is basically busy youthfulness it's being useful um for people around you in your community and actually having a community of people around you but also just being busy constantly moving constantly doing things constantly trying to be helpful constantly trying to feel useful a lot of young people could take from that too but if you're in the position of the person i'm talking to which is the retired person who wants to better their health or you're going into retirement or you have older kids and you're seeing like hey they're gonna have kids soon or i'm gonna have grandkids maybe you already do have grandkids and you want to be able to get up off the floor and and be able to get down and play with them first and then get up off the floor and you want to be able to take them on trips or maybe you just want to be able to walk and feel better then these are the things that i really want you to focus on but being busy often keeps the mind active and sharp keeps the body 